0: Welcome on, everybody, to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. It is November 1st. I am your host, Gino Camilleri, for Lockdown Eagles, your team every day with the Lockdown Network. And in the spirit of midterm elections, even though this isn't a political podcast, we're going to give a little bit of State of the Union on the Eagles right now. and. We're going to do a little comparison of how they're matching up so far as they did in their Super Bowl season on the offense and defensive side of the ball. We're going to look at How this team does after bye weeks. Uh, Doug Peterson. He comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Which has a lot of success after bye weeks. You can just look at the historicals on that. And see how great that Andy Reid has done. And the coaches that have come off of his tree have done. Then we're going to look at where this team can go. Can they manage to squeak into the playoffs. Hopefully win this division. And make a deep run. Get hot at the right time. That's really what it comes down to. So starting off we know this team isn't as electric as they were in 2017 you could see that clearly just looking at the offensive side of the ball they were they finished 3rd in rushing offense last year this team right now they're sitting at 17th in total yards in the rushing game which it's just middle of the pack it's it's not as electric as it has been and you would hope that number was up more from last year. I know the the injury of Jay Jay really hurts, but Carson coming back from a knee injury. They had Nick Foles at the two first games of the season. You really hope that that was gonna be what they could lean on in situations when they couldn't get the ball down the field. But the good thing is they're right on pace with their passing offense of last year. Last year they finished thirteenth three. Now they're currently sitting twelfth in total yards and man, Carson is he is absolutely on fire. His completion percentage is sitting close to 70%, which is in the upper tier of quarterbacks at the moment. And Doug mentioned prior to this season that you'd like to see Carson's accuracy improve, and you've seen just that. He said good quarterbacks sit anywhere from 67 to 70%, if I'm not mistaken, what his quote was. But they're looking pretty, and look it. They just brought in Golden Tate. That's a weapon that's gonna. It might not get him the air yards, but his yak. That he's the yak king. That's gonna bring that uh, that passing offense up to uh, the upper echelon of this league right now. With the L.A. Rams, with uh, Jared Goff and all his weapons out there, with the Pat Mahomes and the Tyreek Hills. This offense hopefully can take that next step, and we really like to see that. And we'd like to see him improve in a couple more areas as well. Last year they finished. In first place, converting on 65.5% of their red zone trips, and they were in eighth with 41.7% of third downs completely converted. This year, they're 17th in the league right now with 54% and a little bit over half of their red zone trips they're getting points on. Third down, it's, it's close to the same percentage, 41.3%, but they're 13th in the league, so they're just middling right now in conversions. You really want to see them step it up. I know the first two games with Nick Foles hurts that a little bit, but they haven't been finishing drives as they did in past seasons. I I think it has a lot to do with that play calling. You've seen it this year in the red zone. Doug call he has some questionable play calls, calling screens behind the line of scrimmage. Their, their run game can't get it going. Carson's pressing in some situations you really hope to see that settled down going forward I'm not too concerned with this offense especially with the addition of Golden Tate I really think that's going to bring another element to it and we're going to talk about that in our third segment of where I think this team can finish but you really want this offense to start getting on track. I think Doug, he's going to settle down on his play calling. I think this two weeks on the bye is going to allow them to self-scout a lot. And Doug always talks about self-scouting. And I myself, I self-scout just going back and listening to a podcast to see how I did in previous weeks. I can only imagine the time and effort these guys are putting in in the film room, breaking down their habits, seeing where they're forcing too much, seeing the play calls that are hurting them, and trying to dial up some new players packages, and I, I trust Doug Peterson to do that. I, you can see the hit that this Frank Reich and John Filippo is taken in areas like the red zone and third downs, but I trust his coaching staff. I like Press Taylor. I like Mike Groh. Press Taylor, he found the Philly special, so if you don't think these guys are looking at tape of NFL, of college of, you could say even Doug came from high school and some of the formations he was running there. This team is going to figure out the offensive side of the ball. Do they have the weapons they had last year in the run game? No. But, they're going to make it work. Carson is performing at an MVP-like level right now. 70% 70 of his passes he's completing. He's close to 2,000 yards at this point in the season through 6 games, which is very, very impressive. He's got 13 touchdowns and 2 interceptions, which is right around the pace of Aaron Rodgers' right now, who's played 8 full games. So, it goes to show that this team isn't too far off from where they were in 2017. You want to see them improve those third down numbers. You want to see them improve th- those red zone trips. And I think it's only going to get better. And as the season goes on, Carson's going to, he's going to feel better about himself, which is kind of scary to think about that he's only s- six games off of an ACL tear and how far that he can go. He's in his third year. Just think of how good this kid can be. He, he is the most intelligent kid On the field, I'm not even going to say a kid. He is a grown man playing amongst boys. He is the leader on the field at all times. I said it last last show to Lou that I think he just operates a split second faster than everybody else. He just sees the game so much quicker. And I think that's really what got Doug and Howie and even Jeffrey Lurie to fall in love with him is how intelligent he can be. And my theory is quarterbacks that are intelligent – can go a hell of a lot farther in their careers that quarterbacks that just don't get the game. You see guys that have, have skills coming out of college. I mean, Blake Bortles was drafted third overall. Geno Smith, was he wasn't as highly touted as he was if, if he came out a year earlier. Those guys don't have the football IQ that a Carson Wentz has. Yes, Blake Bortles and Carson Wentz have the same body type. They have big arms. But what? What makes Carson Wentz so much better is that he understands the game so well. He sees every play before it's going to happen, and you see the few times that he screwed up this year. The first one I'm gonna, the first interception on the year, I'll give to the jitters of being back off that ACL tear. But the second one, Jalen Ramsey is arguably the best corner in the game right now. It took a player like him to beat Carson Wentz. Carson is only going to keep getting better, and when he does make mistakes, he doesn't sulk. He learns. I, I think it's funny. Ty Lu, who was the Cavs coach, he just got fired. He says, you win, and you have lessons. Carson doesn't take losses. He learns. And you could see that week to week, the throws that he's improving on. He's identifying coverages faster. He's making checks at the line. And to have him on the field... I think this team can beat anybody. The combination of him and Doug is top four right now for coach and quarterback connections. I'd put it above Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy just because I don't think McCarthy is a great play caller and I don't even think he's a great coach. I think Aaron Rodgers carries him a long way, but the connection that Doug and Carson have that they can bicker and go back and forth, but they still know that at the end of the day that they can outsmart any defense in the league. And I truly believe that. And it's great when you can have an offense as good as they are and know that they're only going to get better when you have a great defense on the opposite side of the ball. And we're going to look at that. I mean... The Eagles defense right now Pro Football Focus today ranked them as the 4th best defense in the league which I think is right on par with in my eyes where they are. So in 2017 they had the best run defense and the 17th ranked pass defense with the third most third best in uh, sorry uh, third best in third down conversion holding teams to 32% conversion rate which is right on par with this year where they rank 3rd and they're holding teams to 33%, which is very, very good. You'd like to see them continue on that route. Uh, Red zone efficiency of opposing defenses. Last year they ranked 20th, where they were allowing 53.3%. This year they're only allowing 41.4%, so think of that. We we look at this defense. You see Jalen Mills, unfortunately, he went down. But these guys, when it comes to the red zone... They bunker down, and it, it is really a testament to them how really how truly good this team is. And I look back to teams like the 2013 Eagles, the dream team year, some of those end end of the year, uh, end of Donovan McNabb's tenure in Philadelphia, and something that really bit them was always. I just always can recall teams pounding them in the red zone, and. I, I, I'm a defensive-minded individual myself. I played defense when I played lacrosse. And good teams, good defenses, even great defenses came up when it mattered. This team comes up. I know they the two games against the Titans and that game against Carolina, they let up those two fourth downs. That should have never happened. But look at the Atlanta game. Look at the Atlanta playoff game this team steps up when it matters in the red zone. They get they might get bullied in the 20s, between the 20s. Like Jalen Mills, he can get bit, bite on a double move every day. I mean, even Malcolm Jenkins bit on a double move the other day. But when this team has their back against the wall... This front four with Fletcher Cox leading the charge, they step up. These linebackers don't allow anybody to get past them. Even the cornerbacks, Jalen Mills, he's a physical guy at the corner. I think that's why he excels in the 20s. I mean, in the red zone, is because there's not much room to get behind him. And when he can keep plays in front of him, these guys could tackle. Ronald Darby, he, he laid a massive hit last game. He's starting to come around in that regard, but when you have guys like Avante Maddox and Jordan Hicks and Malcolm Jenkins that'll just bang all day in the red zone, teams are going to get scared. And you see it. Their red zone efficiency holding teams this year to the rate that they are is just a testament to them. And we might rip this defense for what this team has done and shown that they should be really 6-2 and two right now. But just imagine if this red zone defense wasn't what it was right now. This team could be 2-6 and six or 1-7 and seven for all you know. The, the, the Indy game was close. They held them late at the end there. And that, uh, the Atlanta game, they held them there. This team, if it wasn't for this defense and where they were currently... We might not be talking about playoffs. We might be talking about getting a top 10 pick next year. And it's really a testament to them. And you got to applaud them for what they've done. And going forward, I only think they're going to get better. And what really more can you ask for for a team that has seen these injuries that Rodney McLeod goes down, Barnett goes down, you saw it last year with Jordan Hicks going down. These guys don't falter under pressure. It only adds to that that hungry dogs run faster mentality. And I, I love watching this defense get after the quarterback. I love when they make a big hold. And we might get down on them, but I, I think the reason we get down on them so much is because we know they have the talent and they have the ability to be the best defense in the league. If Right now, if the game's on the line... There's not a defense I would want on the field other than the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at some of the better defenses in the league with the Washington Redskins, uh, the Rams. Uh, They all have their faults. But this Eagles team, on paper, defensive-wise, is one of the best in the league. And I really think this defense is going to get a huge, huge bump from adding Golden Tate, as crazy as it sounds, when your offense can go out there, hopefully they start averaging around 30 points a game. When this defense plays with a lead, they're they're basically unstoppable. I, I'm not going to mention the two falters that they've had this year, but Jim Schwartz was meant to play with a lead, and hopefully he continues to adapt and continues not to just sit back and play a bend, don't break, but put the foot on the gas and continue to play tough defense. And I think... Going back to that self-scouting point, I think Jim is going to realize that they can't play off as much late in games when they're up, that they have to continue to press. And with Sidney Jones getting healthy, with Jalen Mills hopefully coming back, Timmy Jernigan is hopefully playing against Dallas. That that might be the word on the street. This team, they're getting hot at the right time, and we're going to get into that. And just the success, how Doug Peterson and anybody under the Andy Reid coaching tree, has succeeded after bye weeks. And I think this is where this team is really going to bunker down and hopefully get into a stretch and get hot at the right time. So as we come back on the break, we're going to get into that. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for brand name clothing? So why do we? And especially for kids if they're just going to outgrow them in a few months. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover some awesome discounts on gently used clothing? Well, there is Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store of the brand name stores that we're not going to name and sifting through the racks when you could easily go on Swap.com and sift through millions of items of clothing in seconds with their easy to use filters to find exactly what you need. With over 14 million tons, think about that, tons. T-O-N-S, not pounds, not ounces, tons of textiles that are wasted every single year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting our environment, keeping our earth nice and happy and clean. That's something you could feel great about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you could save up to 90% retail pricing on name brand clothing such as Lulu, Lemon, carters nike j crew and gap that'll burn a hole in your wallet if you go to the retail stores so there are quality hand inspected items that are added every single day if there's not something you like check back the next day and maybe it's there if something doesn't fit properly enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days so for our Listeners of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we are going to give you a special discount of 35% off your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. So you're only paying 65% of your total amount or the Lane Johnson amount of your items. So you can find new deals every single day. Get your Swap.com benefits with the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D and go to Swap.com. Alright everybody, welcome back to the second segment of this November 1st, as scary as that sounds, edition of Lockdown Eagles. So, we are at the bye week, which I think comes at the absolute perfect time. This team was bruised and battered, they're coming off a long trip to London, they really grinded that game out against the Jaguars, they've grinded games out all season long, Guys like Jason Peters, who are older, is, he's breaking down. Lane Johnson, he's, he's got that MCL injury. He was dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Carson Wentz even was on the injury report with a little bit of back injury. Sidney Jones, he should be coming back after this week with that hamstring injury that kept him out the past few games. Spike Eskin says that Timmy Jernigan might be available to play after this after his bye week, which would be absolutely huge because they just had to release Bruce Hector with the addition of Golden Tate so that once again leaves them really limited at that defensive line that defensive tackle position and I said it before when when you're late in the season when it's cold your defense is gonna have to be the the part of the team that wins you games and we saw that last year I love I love when you start to see the the breath coming out of the helmets when they're in the trenches, you get that cool camera view from the sideline when you could see the offensive line and the defensive line really looking at each other and showing you the heat of battle and this team is gonna bunker down with this defense and this is the time of the year when this team has to start to make a run. And let's just look back at Doug Peterson from two thousand twelve on. His history Coming off of bye weeks, as, as when he was in Kansas City, he played under Andy Reid. As Eagles fans, we know how successful Andy was coming off a bye when he had two weeks to scheme against teams. I think he was near 100%, if I'm not mistaken. He might have had one or two losses in his year as the Eagles head coach coming off a bye. I think his only two losses might have came that really bad season where they were 4-12, and and uh, I would have to go back and look exactly when the other loss was, but... From 2012 on, in 2012, they suffered a loss after the bye week. The next season, they started 9-0. and They suffered another loss after the bye week. They really faltered. I'm going to get into that of starting hot or finishing hot, how you really want to finish your season. And I think that p- plays a big role into this Eagles season. 2014, they came off the bye, got a win. 2015, they were 1-5, everybody was counting the Chiefs out, they get the win after the bye and they go on to win 10 straight and lose in the divisional round to the to the Patriots, so that just goes to show what getting hot at the right time can do, 2016, Eagles started hot, 3-0, and they came out, they put a whooping on the Steelers that everybody projected to go to the Super Bowl that year inopportune time to get the bye after you start 3-0. and They were really hot with a young team. That's what you want. You want to have that momentum continue. You saw what happened. They go into Detroit. They suffer a late-game defeat, and then they go on to have an absolutely miserable rest of the season. We don't want to look back to that. It was, it was a very big growing season for this Eagles team. But last season, Super Bowl season, week 10 bye, come out, get the win. They started the season 8-1, and one. they go on to finish 5-1, and one. we're not going to count that game against Dallas, as it did not mean anything other than to get guys like Sidney Jones some game tape. But, after the bye, they went 5-1 and one in meaningful games in the regular season. They went into the playoffs and went 3-0 and in meaningful games. So they finished the year 8-1 and one after the bye in meaningful games. So what does that mean? You look around the NFL right now. The Rams are 8-0. The Chiefs are 7-1. and The Eagles are 4-4. and They're not where they were last year. They're not fighting for that first seed. They're not fighting for that second seed. The Saints are going to get the second seed more than likely. But, you know what's good? A team that has seen success after the bye week and went on a run is in the exact same scenario where they know they have to make a run. And they're on the bye week. So Doug Peterson. A coach coming from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Knows how to scheme on two weeks. Against the Dallas team that doesn't run the most complex offense. A team that they've dominated in Philadelphia of past years. I like to always think about that 44-6 Sunday night football victory. I love that. This team has to get hot. And it has to start right now. Jacksonville was a must win game. They won that game. This Dallas game is a must win game. They go into New Orleans. It's not a must win game, in my opinion, but it's close. But the good thing is they have five divisional games. You look at the team that's right above them the Washington Redskins. They just acquired Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I, myself, am not the biggest fan of Clinton and Dix, but you have to give a shout-out to what the rest of that defense is doing right now. Their run defense is performing at a great level, high level. And the Eagles, the good thing is, they don't have the best run game. They can pass. All the teams in this division have it subpar pass defenses. So, getting into this late stretch of the season... Carson Wentz is completing around 70% of his passes. What better way to get this pass offense to the next level with the Rams and the Chiefs than to give Carson Wentz the best run after the catch receiver in the NFL since 2012 in Golden Tate. As this offense was not already scary enough with the likes of Elshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Zachary, who's on a historic pace right now, Jordan Matthews, who's been performing at a high level for a street guy they just brought in. Dallas Goddard is coming into his own. They're starting to get guys like Wendell Smallwood involved in the pass game. You add a guy like Golden Tate for five divisional games, as he already played against Dallas earlier this year and went for 130 yards and two touchdowns, you have to get excited as an Eagles fan. I I, coming off of that loss to Carolina. I know this fan base was in a very somber and downtrodden place. The fan, I, I, the stat came out, uh, the fan confidence went from, I think 88% to make the playoffs to after that Carolina game to 33%. You saw the swing in this Eagles fan base. And I'm not one to be pessimistic. I always enjoy what this team does, regardless of the way the season's going. When, they were in that 4 and 12 year. I remember sitting on my bed in my dorm room applauding Nick Foles for getting that last second touchdown against Tampa Bay. Now we have the new norm of winning Super Bowls. I think this team is starting to recognize that. Fletcher Cox said we have to put this we put the rest of the NFL on warning and I really think the rest of the NFL should start to take notice. This team is getting healthy. I mentioned all of the pieces that they are getting back. I, I forgot to mention one, Mike Wallace. He's going to add another element. Or Mac Collins is going to add another element. Tim Jernigan is going to come back. This team has five divisional matchups, which are basically like getting two wins because you put a win in your column and you put a loss in the other team's column. You have five divisional matchups, seven, seven in-conference matchups, and one AFC matchup against a good Houston Texans team. You're sitting 4-4 four and four in a division where you're only down by a game and a half to Washington, who you played twice. You have arguably one of the best pass offenses in the league right now, even though they aren't converting on their red zone trips as much as they were in the past. They're not converting. They're not getting as many points as they were in the past. But with all these pieces getting healthy, with bringing in Golden Tate, allowing Carson Wentz to learn from his mistakes. I don't see this team going anywhere but up. I think it's going to be near impossible for this team to do as bad as they did in the first four, eight weeks. 4-4 four four at this late in the season, I don't think any Eagles fan would have expected it. I know myself, I projected them to be 6-2 and two and to finish the season around 13-3, and 12-4. I don't think we're going to get a 12-4 and season. I don't think we're going to get an 11-5 and season. But in a division, as crappy as the NFC least, 9-7 and or 10-6 and could get the job done. With this team, with Carson Wentz leading the way, with Doug Peterson leading the way, having this record off of bye weeks, this team is going to get it done. They're going to settle down. They're going to put on their work boots. They're going to get into these late months in December and August. I mean, December and August, excuse me. December and January, when the link is going to be rocking, when it's cold, when you have to bang bodies, when you have to just rough out games. This team is going to, they're going to get it done. I know the Rams are a very good team right now. I know the Saints are a very good team right now. But those teams, we've seen teams in the past. Look at Andy Reid's team in it, they started 9 and 0 in 2013 and finished season 11 and 5 and lose in the wild card round of the playoffs. We've seen it in the Eagles history how they've started uh, started hot in earlier in the year and just withered out. You have to get hot at the right time, at the right place and be in the right division. And the Eagles have all three of those things. Do they have the easiest schedule in the world? Not by any stretch of the imagination. I would say that the Washington Redskins currently have the easiest schedule within the division. Are you scared of the New York Giants? No, you should win that game. Are you scared of the Dallas Cowboys? No, you should win both of those games. Are you scared of Washington? A little bit. But do you think Alex Smith is a world beater? No. Do you think Carson Wentz is a world beater? Absolutely. Do you think Doug Peterson has the ability to improve on his play calling? Because I do. Do you think Jim Schwartz has the ability to bunker down, tighten up his defense? Because I do. Do you think the special teams could get involved a little bit more? I think they can as well. So where do you think this team is percentage-wise at, their, at maximizing their potential? I'd say 60%, 70%, maybe 75 maximum, but there's still a long way for this team to go. And if you want to see them in the playoffs, if they want to see themselves in the playoffs, host, hosting a playoff game in January, being the division winners that they are going to be, they have to bunker down right now. They have to realize that they are better than every team in this division i'd say the third best team in the conference i'd say top 5 teams in the top 5 6 teams in the nfl currently this team is not as bad as the record says it is they're a lot better It's just the Super Bowl hangover is killing them. And I I think this team is finally waking up to realize that they can't just put their helmets on and go out and play on Sundays. And you saw that against the Jacks, a team that has a very good defense, a team that went to the AFC championship game. They didn't just put on their helmets. They went out there, they game-planned, they grinded it out, and their backs were against the wall, and they buttoned it up and won a must-win game. Going forward, these are all must-win games. And this team realizes it, think they're going to get it together. Hopefully they can get it together. I'm very pleased by the direction that this team is going. And I'm going to give a little bit of prediction after this final break. So come on back, and I will give you my final prediction at the record, final prediction at the playoffs, and where this team could end up for the rest of the year. Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of the November 1st edition of Locked On Eagles. So, as I was saying before the break, this Eagles team's not too far off from competing for another Super Bowl. Uh, I'm just going to run down the NFC real quick at the top 10 teams or so. LA Rams 8-0. New Orleans Saints 6-1. Division rivals Washington Redskins 5-2. A Carolina Panthers team that this team almost beat, should have beat, 5-2. Tied with four and three records, the Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings. Eagles are four and four. Green Bay's three three and one. Atlanta Falcons are three and four. Oh, sorry, had to redact the Minnesota. I forgot they had that tie in there because ties should not even be a part of this league, in my opinion. Atlanta, who they beat, were three and four. Tampa, who beat us, were three and four. Dallas, three and four. Lions, three and four. And then Cardinals, Giants, and and Forty Niners. Yeah, they're already preparing for next season. But coming into this year, we all thought that the NFC was going to be the cream of the crop for this, uh, this the NFL. We, uh, we thought there were 10, 11 teams that could really compete for playoff spots. But I think the cream is going to start rising to the top very soon. I mean, just look, uh, the Carolinas only played one division game, which they're 0-1 in right now. Chicago Bears have only played one division game. They're 0-1. And Minnesota's only played one division game, which they have a tie in. The Eagles have only had one division game. So once these teams start getting into this this part of the schedule where they play these division games and they play these games where they have to bang out 60 minutes, they play these games where it gets cold, you're going to start to see these teams separate. And the the Eagles, we might even be talking about a wild card spot if – Say Chicago goes on a run and clean sweeps the NFC north or carolina clean sweeps the south like they can or the saints the Eagles aren't too far off from being a ten and six wild card team either so to put that out of out of your mind really wouldn't be the worst idea, but you really want the division you really want to host a home playoff game and the Eagles defense we've seen what they do on the road they're not the best on the road Outside of that London game where they performed exceptionally well, they really struggled. You saw it late in in Tennessee; they struggled. Seeing at other points in this season and last season, you know the discrepancy between their home and play and and away defense. You really want that link to be packed on a Sunday in January, so they really have to step it up right here, right now teams are going to start separating within the next one or two weeks. You're going to start seeing the graphic on Fox and CBS of in the hunt and I expect the Eagles to be in the hunt going forward and they're going to be right there for the rest of the year. So, let's just run through the rest of the schedule real quick how I think they could finish. I think Sunday, I think this is going to be a big big win against the the Cowboys on Sunday night football. The stands are going to be out for blood The fans are going to be rocking and rolling When they hear Golden Tate's name introduced For the first time They're going to be juiced And I don't think Dallas is going to be ready for it Even though they added Amari Cooper I don't trust Jason Garrett I don't trust anything they've done. They just fired their offensive line coach. The offensive line, which is the bread and butter of their team, really has been struggling this year. And I think the Eagles front four, especially if they get Tim Jernigan back, can wreak havoc that game. They've been allowing a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott, who we all know how good Dak Prescott is, who people thought at one point was better than Carson Wentz, arguably the craziest comparison in NFL history. But the Eagles should come out that game. So after the bye, you're sitting at 5-4. and four. Next week, you're going in to New Orleans. NOLA. Not the easiest part, place to play. I would have loved to see them play in the NFC Championship game. I think it would have been a better battle than we saw with Minnesota last year. I think this game is going to be tough. I think it's going to come down to the last two drives of the game. I said it to Lou, I think they're I think they going to beat the Saints team. They're without a Patrick Robinson, who is arguably their best corner outside of Marshawn Lattimore. They are now down Marcus Davenport for a team that already struggled to get pressure. They're going to allow Carson Wentz, who operates really well in and outside of the pocket, a lot of time to get this ball out. You're going to have two guys that are going to operate in the slot against Eli Apple in Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate. I think they both are going to have big games down there. I think the Eagles' run defense can get going that game. I think they're going to pull that one out as well. So let's just say you're 6-4 and four after those next two games. Next game against the Giants, all said and done, should be 7-4. and four. That should be easy. You play the Redskins. This is the game that matters. It's in Lincoln Financial Field. It is a night game on December the 3rd, which is Monday Night Football. We get to listen to Jason Witten talk about the Eagles, something we all would love to hear. Just kidding, we don't want to hear that. I think that game is going to be tough, but I give the edge to the Eagles in that game just because of the home crowd. I still am not sold on Alex Smith. Washington's defense, as good as it is in Lincoln Financial Field, I think the crowd noise is going to get to them. I think they're going to win that game again. I think they're going to win four straight after the bye. And the next game against the Cowboys, I think they may slip up in this one, but I really am just not sold on any team in the NFC East. And I think they go 5-0 and oh after the bye. They, you know this team has to make a run, and they weren't hot in the beginning of the year. And a team that you've seen make runs, last year they riled off 9 straight games. I don't think 5 in a row against conference opponents, 4 of 5 are against division opponents, is out of the question. I think the, they go... The next five, they're going to rattle them off. They know they have to win these games. Sitting at 9-4 and four would be excellent going into Los Angeles against a Rams team that, who knows, they could have that number one seed locked up. They could start to sit guys week 15 as crazy as that sounds. I think the Rams are going to edge them out in that game. I think there's a lot of revenge in that last, last year's game that we knocked them off at the end. Close game, all game. Carson Wentz. Threw that touchdown pass on a torn ACL, as crazy as that is, I'll still never forget that. It was just, his leg was wobbly in like he was a Pinocchio doll, but he he was just holding on by a thread. Threw that touchdown to Alshon, got the win to secure them that number one seed. I think the Rams are out for blood, but who knows? Carson Wentz, he might be that that might be his revenge game, but in the end, I think the Eagles' faults are there. I also think they're going to falter against the Texans, who have an electric offense right now. They're really rolling. Will Fuller goes down. They bring in Demarius Thomas. I think Nuke DeBomb is the best receiver in the NFL right now. I don't think the Eagles' corners are going to be able to contain them. I think Houston might be battling for a bye with Kansas City or New England at that point. I think that's a must-win game for them almost. I think they falter there. So now you're sitting at 5 and 2 after the bye, you're 9 and 6 on the season going in to the worst stadium in the NFL against the Redskins in a must-win game. I think this game is going to get flexed to Sunday night like most of the NFC East matchups do late in the year, like the 44-6 game we saw in 2000 what 8 or 9 when they went on to play the Cardinals in the NFC Championship. Like that team that barely got into the playoffs, I think it's going to come down to that Sunday night. I think as Eagles fans, we're all going to be sitting on the edge of our seat hoping and praying that they win that division to get in. And once again, I'm not sold on the NFC East at all. I think they clean sweep the East. I think the Eagles get into the playoffs as the 3 or 4 seed, more likely the 4 seed. Could they be a wild card 5th or 6th team? I think so. NFC North, they usually battle each other pretty tough. So I can't really see one of those teams being world beaters and getting in. I could see maybe one or two of them. The NFC West, maybe Seattle makes a run. Who knows? The NFC South is going to be tough with Carolina. But you really hope that you win this division. You really hope that you can clean sweep all these division games. I really think you can with the firepower you brought in and Golden Tate. Mike Wallace is going to come back, hopefully, or Mac Collins and stretch the field. The defense is going to get healthy with Tim Chernigan. The linebackers are settling in. Sidney Jones hopefully remains healthy the rest of the year. Jalen Mills, even though he may miss a couple games, hopefully will come back, start to settle into his own again, start to get hot, start to get ready for the playoffs. And who knows where this team can go. I think they can make a run. I think the Rams have the ability to cool off. They're all or nothing. They're going to feel a lot of pressure. Carolina, I'm not overly sold on them. The Saints, you're going to see who's the better team coming in when they play them in two weeks. So, folks, don't get down. Don't get nervous. Remain calm as you have been. Just kidding. We know Eagles fans like to overreact, as myself, but you have to be optimistic. Did anybody think after Carson Wentz tore ACL last year that we could win the Super Bowl? I, myself, I didn't really say a word for the next two days after that. I was somber and downtrodden. I was upset. I thought we were going to have to play Atlanta, get knocked off in the divisional round. But I was wrong. Did I think the Eagles were going to come into the season stutter a little bit, be 4-4? Four four? No, I thought they were going to be 6-2. and two. But once again, I was wrong. Do I think the Eagles are the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year at this current point in time? Nope. But hopefully, I am wrong one more time. So, everybody, that does it for me. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles Podcast. We will get back to you. Very, very soon, I will be joined by Lou. Hopefully tomorrow, and we're going to get back to talking more about the birds on this bye week. The bye week blues are setting in, but we're getting closer and closer. So, everybody, leave us those five star ratings on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening in, and fly eagles fly.